Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, Jordan. Jordan, 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 my sweet, beautiful Jordan. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're addressing me as you always do. <laughs> Nothing unusual here. My dewy, my mm-hmm. dewy, dewy yes. boy. Yep. This is this is par for the course. This is normal. Keep keep doing this. My soft, yep. lovely mm-hmm. man boy. I definitely like this. <laughs> I keep doing it. I like it. My Jordan. Jordan, Jordan, mm-hmm. my foolish mm-hmm. but yep. sensuous uh-huh. alter Ooh, ego. I sure like this. Alter ego. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's a big reveal about the show. It's been one guy the whole time. Yeah, fucking Tyler Durden. Wow. Some Tyler Durden Tyler Durden shit. meets Phil Hendry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you're about to hear uh, some good, good stuff from the Summer Boys of Summer Tour here. Oh are our guests that will be coming up on the program. In Washington, D.C., we had the big three from the Pop Culture Happy Hour. Of course, we mean Linda Holmes, Glenn Weldon, and Stephen Thompson making his Jordan Jesse Go debut. Yeah. Tons of fun. Uh, We each have They each each are big in their own way. Mm -hmm. Linda's got the big brain. Mm -hmm. Stephen's got the big attitude. Mm Mm-hmm. And Glenn's got the big guns. That's true. Jesse's flexing. Yeah. Uh, And then we will be traveling to Austin, Texas, uh, to hang out with the great Griffin and Rachel McElroy of the Wonderful Podcast. Yeah. That's the title of the podcast. Wonderful. 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 Exclamation mark. Uh, We think you are really going to enjoy this show. We certainly enjoyed recording these segments for you. Look, I didn't just enjoy recording these segments. I enjoyed meeting Glenn Weldon's partner at dinner. That was a lot of fun. It was nice to meet him. I'd heard a lot about him, but sure. I never met him before. And then we got to meet him. Oh, it was great. A lot of fun. Everybody out there is jealous, I bet. I know. Sorry. We met him and you ain't. Sorry. We talked about his scooter. <laughs> so we're way ahead of you, assholes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. I just don't think... Technically, that people who haven't met Glenn Weldon's partner are human. Wow. Oh, well. I think they're monsters. Well, me, your alter ego disagrees. I don't hate them. I pity them. Oh, okay. Right, right. Like you would pity a slug or an amoeba. No, I like I would pity somebody who's never tasted a a great tiramisu. Oh, sure. Love it. Tasted a great tiramisu. One of my favorite desserts. Oh, I love a beautiful tiramisu with my sweet boy, Jordan. (laughs) Um, well, yeah, we're going to go to the stage in Austin, Texas, and Washington, D.C. It's really nice. I just want to say it's a real thrill to be performing in a movie theater that is also showing Detective Pikachu. <laughs> it, is anyone confused because you are here to see Detective Pikachu? Because I can just describe the plot if that's what you'd prefer. Couple I think woos. this is going to be a more of a Sonic the Hedgehog situation. There are a lot of, a lot of people out there thinking, like, I feel like they got the character designs wrong. <laughs> Why isn't he pregnant? <laughs> that's how I prefer Sonic. Or Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just 
waiting for the right uh, two-tailed fox to come along. <laughs> We've had we this is uh, this is uh, we're very excited to be here in Washington D.C. Yeah, my mother is a Washington D.C. native. Uh, spent. Spent a lot of time working at a Borders Books and Music downtown one summer when I thought I had been offered an NT- NPR internship, but then it turned out I hadn't. Uh, it was fine. I had a boss who, uh, my boss once came to me and he said, everybody works here at Borders because they truly love books. And then he showed me his collection of James Patterson first editions. <laughs> I guess the uh, local... Bottled water here is called Thurster. That sounds like a dating app I should be on. <laughs> Does anyone want to match on Thurster? Uh, when I was on the uh, airplane today, yes, there was a lady with a service guinea pig on her lap. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was what, so cool. What service was it providing? Uh, I don't know, maybe <laughs> internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a go-go in-flight guinea pig. <laughs> it's a little too expensive and it crashes a lot. <laughs> oh, you know, sorry. I, I, we want to bring out the guests, but um, I just have here on the agenda. Jesse, you, uh, you had something kind of serious you wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah, gee whiz. So, obviously, um, probably, probably even a lot of you work in government or government-adjacent jobs here in Washington, D.C., is that so? S- few people. You know, I was asking the other people. Not you, ma'am. <laughs> this is all real, ma'am, so... <laughs> um, so, uh, I-, I thought... Well, here's the thing. Like, Jordan and I have been doing a lot of jokes on Jordan Jesse Go for many, many years. Right. But lately, as the world has changed around us, and frankly, as I've become a father, I've gotten more interested in civics and so on and so forth, I found myself thinking of myself less as a comedian, more as a... Well, as a a (laughs) laugh-tivist. And um, I wrote this open letter that I wanted to present here in in Washington, D.C., the the seat of our nation's government. Um, And I wonder if it would be okay if we just took a quick break from jokes, you know, just five to to 18 minutes (laughs) break from jokes and just talked about something serious. Is that okay? I kind of like want to read it into the record, so to speak. Um, It's called An Open Letter to All Freedom-Loving Americans... Uh, by Jesse Thorne, laughtivist. <laughs> what does it mean to be free? Is it to be free from tyranny, free from want, free from pain? Or is it to be free from ineptitude, free from the tragicomic face plants perpetrated by people in power? Here in America, the powerful are chosen by the people. We ourselves pick our leaders. We Head to that polling booth, make our choice, pull the lever. We choose a leader to carry forth and embody our hopes and dreams. And what are those hopes and dreams? We'll choose a warrior, one who will be righteous, courageous, represent the best of us. But what do we find today in our nation's capital? What do we find in the hallowed halls of our national legislature? Is it a phalanx of Galahads? A multitude of fire-eyed St. George's tilting eternally against the evils which face us? No. 
These people are not scholars, statesmen, thinkers. Who represents the people in this circus of lawmaking? Are they lion tamers holding our enemies at bay? Acrobats mesmerizing us with impossible feats of law? Are they ringmasters orchestrating the madness of our lives? No, not for a moment. Where we should see the strong jaws of heroes, we see only grease paint. Sick, twisted eyebrows. Crazy curls. Friends, I say it to you tonight in the plainest language I can muster. I, for one, an American, am sick and tired of these clowns in Congress. I ask you, do we hear in our legislative body the clarion call of freedom? No! We hear only the sharp spray of the seltzer bottle, the beeps of two small cars, the yips of tiny hatted dogs. We live, friends, in a clownocracy, government by the clowns, for the clowns, and of the clowns, and without our hard work, it shall never vanish from this earth. Can there be hope for America when the people's work is done by japing jesters, when in our stand stand horrible harlequins when we're served by these pallid punchinellos? I say, no, sir, no, ma'am, no clowns. The time has come to rid our nation of these unicycling mountebanks. Let us cry into the heavens. No clowns, no clowns, no clowns in the people's house, no clowns in our great land. We stand and fight together for our children, our parents, our neighbors, our friends, our lovers, our sisters, our brothers, our pets. I ask you to cry in with me tonight. No clowns, no clowns, no clowns. There's anybody, uh, there's anybody here who's just like kind of a casual fan of the show. <laughs> You're just like here to see pop culture happy hour or something. Uh, that's a, uh, that's, was uh, part of a running joke. Uh, I also, I also want to clarify for people who are just casual fans of the show, they maybe they came with a date or they're here to see pop culture happy hour. When, when Jordan says joke, we use a very broad <laughs> definition of the word joke. It includes me just wasting ten minutes of your life. <laughs> all right, all right. Roll Detective Pikachu. <laughs> it's me. That's, detec- that's Detective Pikachu's famous catchphrase. It's me. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, every single Jordan, Jesse Go episode is supported by our listeners, the kind people who become members of MaximumFun.org. 
and proud we are of all of them. This week, we are also supported by the folks at Zip Recruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. That place is Zip Recruiter. Jordan. What? I have a job and I require someone to send it to over 100 of the world's leading job boards. Well, fancy announcer. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the world's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They use their powerful <laughs> matching technology to scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. What kind of announcements would this type of announcer normally make? Oh, our train to Poughkeepsie is 20 minutes late. Yeah, maybe not that, but (laughs) who knows what. Uh, We've taken a look at the tests, and the news is bad. (laughs) There you go. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't say it ain't so, goofy doctor. Yeah. Uh, ZipRecruiter is so effective, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. I have to hire more doctor announcers. (laughs) I'm using ZipRecruiter to give people, to find the right people to give people bad news. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, You maybe have a little hot tea? Is your uh, throat getting a little sore, Goofy announcer? I'm a little scratchy. (laughs) I smoke unfiltered cigarettes. Oh, boy. You you work for a doctor's office. Right here in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I blow it in the face of bird ward patients. (laughs) Uh, hey, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest <laughs> way to hire. Hey, we're also sponsored this week by Dash Lane. Oh, that's our buddies that keep you safe on the internet. They protect you from every direction, Jordan. If you're worried about losing access to accounts, having weak or reused passwords, or somebody monitoring your internet history, you are going to want to go to dashlane.com slash jjgo. All my passwords are crumpet69. Uh, All you have to do is download it, and you won't have to worry again about online security. Worried about that recent tech company hack? Dashlane will tell you if your data is compromised. Ah, thank goodness. Worried about having access to your passwords on any device? Dashlane's got you covered. There's a basic free version, but Dashlane Premium has all of the features listed above, and it's cheaper than most VPNs or standalone security devices. Get peace of mind knowing that Dashlane is actively protecting you from every angle, including up. (laughs) Oh, what about left? That's left especially. (laughs) Go to Dashlane.com slash JJGo. You get a free 30-day trial of Dashlane Premium where you can see all of the features in action and then try out Dashlane for yourself. If you like it, you can use coupon code JJGo at checkout for a 10% discount. Dash Lane. This week, Jordan Jesse Go has two sponsors. <laughs> Dashlane.com slash JJGo. JJGo at tech checkout for 10% off. Good night. That's what he says before he smothers <laughs> right. people. <laughs> right. He ends it with the pillow. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, hey, 
we mentioned them yep. a second ago. Yep. Uh, I think it's time to bring out our guests. Yeah. Uh, very exciting. Uh, three of my personal favorite podcasters slash uh, people on earth. Yep. Uh, we have uh, we have Stephen Thompson, Glenn Weldon, and Linda Holmes from Pop Culture Happy Hour. Pop Culture Happy Hour, friends. Yeah, that's right. We got all of them, baby. We tried to get Audie Cornish, too, but she said no. <laughs> Apparently, she has dignity. Phalanx of Galahads. Yeah, yes. Phalanx of Galahad. That was one of the many not jokes in that <laughs> extended. Let's just go down the line. Uh, what from the show so far do you think has worked? <laughs> I think introducing Pop Culture Happy Hour went over pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) It was the part where we walked out on stage and people clapped. That was fun. That was a a joy. Actually, that didn't go well for me because (laughs) the best way to begin any onstage event is by being too short to climb up on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) But Glenn Weldon gave you a hand and we all got a little gun show. It's true, but it still took It still took two tries. I'm so upset. All right, for, for our uh, at-home listeners, Glenn Weldon affectionately rubbed his guns. I did, it was, see, he affectionately rubbed his guns. See, you, you, you think you can shame me. You cannot. No! <laughs> I'm so pumped about your guns, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's so great. Hey, Glenn, which way to the Washington Monument? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold nice. on. Something, uh, something... Okay. Someone sent us homemade Pop-Tarts from Ted's Bulletin? Right. <laughs> All right. You take these back and grind them up in some fucking ice cream. <laughs> Who? What thoughtful asshole sent these? I also love like going to a comedy show, and the one thing that I want from the talent is to watch them sit and eat. Yep. <laughs> Into, Into microphone. a microphone. And yep. hear them chew. <laughs> uh, you guys have done some live pop culture happy hours in the past. Have, do fans send things up when you guys perform? That's a no. 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 We don't really ask them to, though. No. <laughs> Yeah, we demand it. Yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta make your calls to action clear. <laughs> I would like it. Why don't why don't our listeners ever palm us drugs? <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do when you meet your heroes? That's us. Yeah. Right, sure. Let's be honest. You're supposed to palm them some drugs. Yeah. Listen, and if not that, just take me out to a public park and show me where I can score some horse. <laughs> it's DC, baby. I gotta try that DC horse. <laughs> Jordans get real itchy up here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was nice of NPR's PR department to let you guys appear on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and to wait until after the show to announce that I have been dropped from the NPR. Um, it's interesting. We were kind of talking about the tour backstage and uh, something very cool that happened in our, at our Chicago show uh, was um, during the momentous occasion segment, we had a proposal. Someone Boo. proposed. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nope. And Terrible Steven thing to said, do. Stephen said, good for them. I'm not a fan. Nope. <laughs> of love. <laughs> Can you, it seems like everybody kind of shares this position. Can you guys explain this? What, what about that was repellent to Go you? Go nuts. Uh, in the presumptuous. Yeah. Go ahead, Thompson. Starters. Yeah, it's an incredibly presumptuous thing to do. You want to let 
the love of your life reject you in private. You want to leave the door open to, to that. Or just like do it on My Favorite Murder or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> More popular podcast. Yeah. Well, it's just a very... Uh, it's a way of saying, let's everyone stop what you're doing. <laughs> let's, let's, um, I mean, I suppose momentous occasions, if you're going to do a, a public proposal, um, it's as good as any, but. Uh, <laughs> That's actually the motto of our show. <laughs> George, Jesse, go, colon, as good as any. Yeah. For a I, while it was George, Jesse, go, colon, it's no minor league baseball game. <laughs> But I mean, if, but if you're doing it at something like a like a baseball game or someone else's party or something like that, it has a sort of a everyone stop what you're doing. Exactly. While I have an event that I didn't ask you if you wanted to come to, but here you are. In level of look at me obnoxiousness, it's like public um, proposal flash mob. Like very. <laughs> I have a friend who used a flash mob to get See. engaged. T- taking, <laughs> taking a picture for Instagram of your own arm. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's... Which that's, someone might have done. Depends on the beauty of your guns, am I right? Okay. <laughs> All right. You got a couple shooters like those. See, put is, on the, gotta put them on the gram. See, this is literally all I want in the world is the validation of straight men because <laughs> I'm Especially broken. super yoked ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> and because it, did, apparently, it, did, it wasn't enough that you had to drag me up on the stage. <laughs> No, no, no. It's like, it's like college never happened. Like this whole thing about the validation of straight men. I haven't learned a thing. Also because gay men uh, uh, have a different scale. You guys, heterosexual is great on a curve. Uh, so what is a A minus to you is a C minus to me, to us, to my people. <laughs> You're did you actually seven you point actually, scale versus the ten point scale. Did you actually point at us when you said C minus? <laughs> I, I can't see straight down the line, so I'm going to assume you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda, you are joining us hot off book tour. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, I have been doing a little bit of traveling in support of my first novel, which is called Evie Drake Starts Over. And which, by the way, I've read and it totally fucking rules. And yep. um, I was also on uh, the wonderful uh, Bullseye. That episode dropped Woo. today and I talked about it. And so I was in, uh, earlier this week, I was in New York on Monday and New York on Tuesday. And then I was over at Politics on Prose on Wednesday. Um, yeah. And Not then, the downtown borders? <laughs> no, no, I was, a, and then, um, and then last night I was in Portland, Maine. So I'm all over the place. And then I have some t- days off and then I have another nutty week of travel, but that's not next week, but the following week. Cause if Has you're gonna... anyone palmed you any drugs? No, nor have they given me any home- homemade pop charts. Nope. Nope, it's 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 kind of like you know. Yeah, there you go. We got some. We got some. They're good. They're I good. Mean, the pop dots are very good. Yeah, I mean, I and so so it's been. It's actually been. Thank you. I was a late ad to this show, <laughs> and I sort of feel like the visuals suggested. <laughs> it wasn't uh, clear the... that I was going to be able to be here, so I kind of do feel like I'm the person who's sort of on the end. Like, kids, do you have room? Is it, can I slide in there? And they're like, we'll scooch. Sure, we'll fi- we'll you'll we'll scooch. It's we'll fine. Scooch. For, for the yeah. folks at home. Uh, Linda has spent most of the show partially obscured by an inflatable palm tree. <laughs> it's called stagecraft, Jordan. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Do you, 
when do you have a cute signature when you're signing books, or is it just Linda Holmes? You know, the great writer Alexander Chi mm. told me. Thank you. The great writer Alexander Chi told me and tells people generally, you have to come up with a new signature when you're signing books because otherwise people can like steal your identity. I know. What? I heard somebody go, oh. And that's how I felt. <laughs> I thought, damn, that's true. And then I thought, honestly, anybody who wants to steal my identity is not going to actually need my signature because who actually looks at your signature? No one. Mm-hmm. So now your signature is just your social security number? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I decided it would be my social security number, my blood type. Uh-huh. Uh, Your mother's name, maiden name. My mother's maiden name <laughs> and the street where I grew up. <laughs> and also the model of my first car, which, yeah. by the way, was a Buick Skyhawk. Yeah. Dodge Omni. Uh, 57 Chevy. What? Chevrolet what? Yeah, El Camino. Yeah. Oh, stop being cool. No, 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 it was. Roller blades. <laughs> <laughs> First and current. <laughs> I'll be riding him down to the public park later to <laughs> score me some of that DC horse. <laughs> if I just keep repeating that DC horse thing, I think it will go over better. <laughs> and this is a real horse-friendly crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you been having fun on book tour, Linda? Is it, uh, is it just, just taxing? Do you get... Uh, let me ask you this. Do you get strength or lose strength from interacting with people? Um, I lose strength from interacting with people. Um, when, I took the, um, when I took one of those um, personality tests uh, a long time ago, and it came back <laughs> saying that I was an introvert, um, one of the people that I knew at work said, mm, are you sure you didn't take it upside down? <laughs> and I said, no, I actually, you know, interacting with people, it's a, it's a, I get better at it as I, as I go along and I do it more. But Stephen and you I often talk... as you get drunker? <laughs> yeah. Stephen and I often talk about it as an energy transfer. Yeah. So you're just like, you know, and you, when you, I'm always very depleted at the end. But I also really love it, so I always want to do it more, even though it makes me exhausted. So I think that's actually how the horse comes into it. (laughs) You have a hunger for a lifestyle that you cannot maintain. You've got kind of a Johnny Cash type drug problem is what you're saying. I will say I did have a moment when the book was about to come out when I was like, I'm unmanageably anxious and also extremely happy, and I'm so exhausted that I don't know how to do all the things I'm supposed to do. And I thought... This is how people decide I'm going to become a person who takes drugs in my, in my creative career. Uh-huh. And I was more sympathetic to it than I've ever been. Yeah. I used drugs earlier and I thought they would be gone by now, but they're not. Mm. <laughs> you know, when you, when you mentioned personality tests, yeah. uh, I, I just wanted to bring up that my, me and my office, we all took the uh, which character in Big Little Lies are you quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to guess who I got? Uh, Renata? Huh? Renata? We'll take, we're taking more guesses. Okay. Um, are you Nicole Kidman? Steven, you want to weigh in? You know, I only watched the first few episodes uh, the first season. I don't remember. I remember uh, there's a Dern involved. You're the Dern. I'm going to say you're Dern. Right, right. Jesse? The Staircase? <laughs> <laughs> um. Boy, you're not... It's going to be tough to get a better joke answer than that, Jesse. <laughs> try, yeah, I'm, try. I'm, uh, I'm completely unfamiliar with Big Little Lies. Uh, the only Monterey-based media that I really know about is Star Trek IV, so I'm going to say... 
I'm going to say you got transparent aluminum. <laughs> Laura Dern. Laura, Laura Dern. Yeah. Oh. Doesn't get any better than that. I'm a real Dern. I got Marianne Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys do a uh, a terrific pop culture podcast. Uh, one of my favorites, Pop Culture Happy Hour. Um, uh, and, you know, you talk about things with a lot of passion. You talk about pop culture with a lot of passion. Um, of your time on the show, you guys, I mean, how long have you guys been doing this? It's a, it's a, nine so, years. Yeah, long running. Mm-hmm. In the nine years, what would you say is the hottest take you have eaten on the show? <laughs> yeah, is like there hot a, takes. Is there a take that has gotten you in trouble or been a, the source of? Uh, the Glenn, source is of it is it you hate? Is it hating Golden Girls? It's kind of probably hating Golden Girls. Yeah, for me. Whoa! Yeah. Don't leave. <laughs> he does not speak for us. <laughs> Weldon is an island. Yeah. So my parents loved it, loved it so, and so I think that's probably a big part of it. But I also just, you know, the, the set-up punchline, set-up punchline, it, it's, it's shticky, it's, uh, it just uh, it never spoke to me. Was there a difference at combat adolescent Weldon invested his feelings in? <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I, I just... Uh, you a mash man? Yeah, I, I was actually, I used to tape mash. So I used to hang a microphone on the, uh, on the, around the dial... The dial. You would cassette record mash. I would. I would. Audio cassette record mash. Yeah. Because you couldn't get enough of that zippy dial. Up? What's What's your point? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. In the early. So you have to kind of stop. Not when Trapper John was there, because Trapper John was a dick. Uh, and then, but as soon as BJ came on, who was easy on the eyes, and uh, maybe about four or five seasons. Uh, with uh, once you get once you get Charles Emerson Winchester, who was my style icon, and remains <laughs> <laughs> remains my soul icon. Um, that that was the time when there was actually really good dialogue, really funny, snappy dialogue, plus uh, sappiness. So you, you kind of zip past that. Glenn, you've shat upon the Golden Girls. I have. Mm-hmm. If you want to win the audience back, uh-huh. say something nice about Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Do it or they'll leave. <laughs> I, I, I really liked Firefly. Okay. Did someone hiss Firefly? Oh, boy. <laughs> we, can, we do not have security here, so we cannot protect you, person. <laughs> yeah, you've dug your own grave. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, let's Steven, just go down the line. Your, Steven, what's you your hottest take? Yeah, do you have a hottest take? I've been sitting here for the last 90 seconds blanking on the name of the Flavor Country guy. Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri. Golly. I'm sitting here like, his, his whole thing is right there. It's just a Smash Mouth video playing before my eyes, and I could not remember the name Guy Fieri. I launched a spirited defense of Guy Fieri on our, on our show. Okay. Sounds like you have some support. Can In you, can thank you. Can you, can you, because, can, you know, he's, he's a, a divisive Right, Mayor. Yes. Well, he's been one of first the, of all, he has been, been, the, been con- the most controversial mayor that Flavortown has ever say, had. I was going to say he has been good to the people of Flavortown. Right, they have prospered a, under him. He is a just and fair leader. They had not previously tasted avocados. <laughs> <laughs> the roads are paved with ranch dressing. I, I think a lot of critiques of Guy Fieri are inherently and deeply classist. Sure. And, and that a lot of dunking on Guy Fieri is a way of saying, I'm cooler than Guy Fieri, which, come on, aim, aim a, little, a little higher. Are but you I, saying you're less cool than Guy Fieri? Absolutely. <laughs> deeply. 
<laughs> uh, do you see flames on my shirt? I will say, I mean, I have, I, I, listen, I've taken a, a Fieri shot in my day. <laughs> have we all agreed to call him Fieri? I know, right? Fieri, he pronounces That's what I it Fieri. This is NPR. We public radio themed panel. <laughs> you have to take a big swing at a last name. It's all Ophelia Quistark in this thing. Yeah. If, you knew, if you knew how many times our producer, Jessica Reedy, called us back into the studio to say you mispronounced something so you retake your whole thing, it's Guy Fieri. We check all our pronouncers. Wow. Uh, I will say, as someone who's taken taken a shot or two at the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, I think, uh, I think a Guy Fieri shot is like Jägermeister yeah, and Don nice. Sauce. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little uh, blue cheese chaser. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just, yeah, and then you just drop it into a pint glass filled with crushed up Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm doing it. I'm taking a shot here. Exactly. No, like you're doing it right you wouldn't now. eat that. You wouldn't eat that. <laughs> I I went to his restaurant in Vegas partially as a goof, but I still think about those goddamn trash can nachos. <laughs> and that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling them that to Are be Are they mean. served in a garbage can lid? Yes, they're served in a tiny garbage can. Tiny? And they rule. It's a tiny garbage They're not giving you a whole trash can full of nachos. That would not be cost I, I retract every positive thing I've ever said about that. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I want to continue to dunk on Guy Fieri. However, I am always Guy who? worried. <laughs> Guy who? I am always... Dakar. <laughs> Senegal. <laughs> um, uh, Guy Fieri. Um, but anytime I do, I'm concerned that he will fade from the culture and I will no longer be able to eat at his bur- burger bar at the Burbank airport. <laughs> Uh, like, that is very important to me, that burger bar. At the, I eat wall burgers today. It's nothing compared, at the Boston airport, nothing compared to Guy Fieri at the Burbank airport. You are going to get your neck stomped on by a guy in a Celtics jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare speak ill of wall burgers. Uh, okay, so uh, it, to, to list the hot takes so far, yeah. Glenn, anti-Golden Girls. Yep. Steven, Pro, Pro Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, Linda, that just leaves you. What is your hottest take? I'm trying to remember. Um, I mean, sometimes I... No, that's a, I can't say that one, because that's just going to sound like I'm... Uh, oh, was it your uh, defense of Jim Belushi? No, that was me. We... <laughs> I never defended Steven, Jim you have Belushi. A brain. He decays in interesting ways, remember? Oh, I did uh, say that. Right there, thank you very much. No, it was, but I don't think it was Jim Belushi, was oh. it? Yeah, I was Jim Belushi. Somebody said, somebody decays in an interesting way is a thing that I once said, and I can't remember. Oh, because he was in um, uh, uh, the one with Oscar Isaac, the David Simon thing with Oscar Isaac. Show Me Wasn't a Hero. He? Show Me Show a Hero? Me hero. Right. Yeah. Wasn't Belushi in that? Yep. I'm poking Glenn in the Wait, I, I, I couldn't remember Sorry. Guy Fieri, but I got Show Me a Hero. Steven, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to correct you in front of all these people, but it's called K911. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. We hope that you are enjoying this show from the Summer Boys of Summer Tour as much as we enjoyed performing it for you. Guess what? 
Whether you came to one of the Summer Boys of Summer tours or you didn't, you can get Summer Boys of Summer merchandise at maxfunstore.com. There's also non-Summer Boys of Summer merchandise if you want that, but why would you? Why? Seems like a mistake. Yeah, get on out there. We got beautiful posters, uh, handsome challenge coins, and beach balls. Yeah. If you're if you're thinking about throwing a ball around, why not throw around a Summer Boys of Summer beach ball? You can get that all at maxfunstore.com. This summer only, if you think you're going to get this shit in autumn. No. Go fuck yourself. Get out of town. God, you're worse than somebody who hasn't eaten a great tiramisu. Great tiram- beautiful a beautiful tiramisu. Just a, a dewy, <laughs> a dewy tiramisu. Maxfunstore.com. Uh, hey, we mentioned that we have guests. Yes. Uh, and we weren't lying. Uh, you know these two as uh, two of Max Fun's uh, favorite podcasters. Together they are the hosts of the wonderful program. Uh, that's the title and the nature of the program. Please welcome uh, Rachel and Griffin McElroy. Well, for the folks at home, uh, Griffin and Rachel had, had are separated by a length of table. Wow, that was a sentence. <laughs> They're separated. They're announcing it here tonight. That ellipsis did a lot of work in that sentence. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you guys like want to just like stop down the show in French, that's uh, yeah, we may. We're cool with that. Um, yeah, we actually uh, we we're having a lot of fun in Austin. We've been here for. Five hours, and they've been amazing. Yeah. Uh, we had a really great... You guys all know about Austin's famous Holiday Inn Express, right? <laughs> this place is... Mwah, best water pressure in Texas! Oh, boy. Does Austin... Is there, like, a city that you guys hate that we could do, like, anti-bits about? Like, Dallas? What do you guys not like about Dallas? It sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That makes our job easy. <laughs> depending, depending on when you move to Austin, the answer is usually Austin. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Look> this place. <laughs> All right, well, we're taking down Dallas for the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, we had a really lovely dinner with you guys. Uh, and, uh, Rachel, we both had drinks that I think were very indicative of the Austin food scene. Yep. Um, I had a... Smoked brisket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liquefied smoked brisket. Uh, yeah. I, I drank a gun tattoo. <laughs> and then they asked if I wanted another one, and I said, oh, I'll try an Airstream trailer that's also a business. <laughs> I, had a, I had a beer that was called Revolver colon Blood and Honey. <laughs> It's it's oh that's a beer from Dallas. Fuck, <laughs> run! <laughs> Don't hurt me. Cowboys more like cow bads. Uh, there we go. Um, Astro World. <laughs> Where's that? Houston. 
Okay. Cool. Shit, I guess we don't have anything, huh? <laughs> but I thought it was, it, it, that beer was so interesting because it had like, it was such a, yeah, fuck you, I'm a beer and I have the same naming convention as a, an Avengers movie. <laughs> Colon, blood, and sand. More like, <laughs> yeah, the same naming conventions as like a pay cable exploitation show. Right, yeah. All of a Bud Light, colon, Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, going to make... Can I, can I have a beer with more nudity than it needs? <laughs> oh. Are you going to make me say the name of my drink? Yeah. It, Do it. It was literally called Avocado Toast. <laughs> <laughs> what was in it? I mean, avocado. <laughs> uh, jalapeno. And <laughs> And um, self-righteousness. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you had so many of those drinks that you couldn't buy a house? Is that how that went down? <laughs> and you killed the paper towel industry? <laughs> Your things people say about millennials, I think. Uh, yeah, so what is, the, what is the Austin dining out scene like these days? Is it everything as on-brand? You'd have to ask two people who don't go on dates every... Four months or so. <laughs> I assume it's it's cool. Uh, we still like burgers, right, gang? <laughs> tacos, tacos in the morning. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> you love those morning tacos. Um, well, th- I just had a great idea, by the way. Morning tacos. It's tacos that you bring to funerals. <laughs> <laughs> you lift a black shroud. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I want to be remembered, by the way. (laughs) He would have loved these. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, okay, so if you're not dining out a lot, what's going on around the house with the two-year-old? How are the dinosaur chicken nuggets? Way beyond those. Oh, wow. Way beyond those. He's into into poke now. Whoa. (laughs) So he's happy every time a frozen yogurt place closes down. Yes. Because he knows what that's going to be. Fisher, uh, Fisher Price has a baby espresso machine. Yes. Oh. So it's, it's been incredible for us and for him. Yeah. Super dangerous. <laughs> but he's, he's a peppy little guy then. Yeah. After yeah. he's had his espresso. He needs it. He really drags ass for a two-year-old. <laughs> I think we're all sick of his fucking loafing. Am yeah. I right? yeah. <laughs> and he has it after dinner because that's how the Europeans do it. Right. Your baby studied abroad mm-hmm. and he won't shut the fuck up about it. He has dinner at 9 p.m. Right. Af- after we do. Uh-huh. <laughs> he puts us to bed. <laughs> and he has a mistress because he's not so uptight like we are. <laughs> he catches a lift to the discotheque. <laughs> He wears a vest with no shirt. Mm-hmm. We've accurately described your baby, haven't we? Yeah, no, that's it. Except now we have to call him Henri. Does <laughs> <laughs> your baby live in Ibiza? <laughs> <laughs> Only on the weekends. <laughs> so your baby's flying to Ibiza, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's unpack the logic of this bit further. <laughs> That'll probably get us somewhere, huh? Um... But yeah, so you guys on your podcast, wonderful. You recommend things. Yes. Um, and you've recommended Austin things. What are the like Austin things people should check out if they're in this audience and <laughs> not from here? And not from here. Hey, just sort of give me a woo if that describes you. Whoa, Shit, okay. Really? 
Where are you from? I see, here's the thing. Before the show, Jordan and I had, had a bet. I bet there would be more than 15 people from... <laughs> and I win. I think I win. <laughs> I think everybody's from Dallas. Everyone's from Dallas. Is anyone from Beaumont? No, I was born there. Anyway, I, I have no story about it. <laughs> this is a good show. My Do you aunt- think you could... Yeah. Do you think you could put in a plaque for him? Does my aunt still work at that refinery? <laughs> I think she does. So what's the so clearly no one here is from Austin. What's the Austin shit? Uh I mean like a lot of boutique toy stores. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a like a transformer made of wood? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can get that. <laughs> exactly. A lot of dolls with no faces. I was, in, <laughs> I was in a toy store in Park Slope, Brooklyn. I was staying at, at our uh, colleague John Hodgman's house in Brooklyn uh, on the tour. And, and I thought, I've got this two-hour window to buy gifts for my kids. And if they don't get gifts when I come home, I will no longer be their dad. And um, I went to a boutique toy store. And my two-year-old Gaga had said... I. I had asked them what they wanted me to look out for on the trip. My daughter Grace said, uh, Amber with a mosquito in it because she wants to build dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) But your daughter has only seen the first part of Jurassic Park, right? Uh, my son Oscar, the, the five year old, uh, said that he wanted something cozy that he could hug, uh, which was very cute and. Really With a mosquito to, trapped inside. Yeah. <laughs> really spoke to the fact that I was about to abandon him. Um, and then I asked my two-year-old, who is uh, not a strong talker yet, uh, and I wasn't even really expecting him to say anything, and he locked eyes with me and he said, T-Wex. <laughs> so I was in this store and I said, do you have any Tyrannosaurus Rexes? And they showed me to a plastic Tyrannosaurus Rex that was about six inches tall, like nicely detailed, like one of these European figurine toys. And I'm like, great, here's this fucking, I'm going to buy this T-Rex. It's solved. It's exactly what he asked for. It cost $37. (laughs) $37. It did not move. It was not articulated. But he's European. He eats at nine. He has the salad (laughs) after the entree. (laughs) Which way to the library? Football? <laughs> Sorry, I mean soccer. <laughs> uh, can, we could. Can we talk about the aquarium? That might be a fun recommendation oh for our out of town friends. Anybody here been to the Austin Aquarium? Cool, cool, cool. It's in a. Huh, we're gonna we're gonna drag on it for about thirty minutes. Yeah, if you could imagine an aquarium that a week ago was a Ross dress for less. <laughs> <laughs> If you can imagine an aquarium that was created by the like creators of the Saw franchise, <laughs> I only want to talk about it because there was a news article that came out earlier this week. Did anybody see the news article? I hate to lino out on you all up here. <laughs> but the headline was, Family Sues Austin Aquarium for an unvaccinated lemur bite. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a sea lemur? 
No. <laughs> so the lemur was just visiting the aquarium? Yes. Wow. No, no, no. It's a, they have their own lemur enclosure. Not a very good one, probably. <laughs> we saw it, and it's uh, the, the day like before it opened, the one and only time that we crossed the threshold of the aquarium, during which trip I believe I saw a big dead turtle. Uh, he was close, if not already, already there. Almost, and uh, yeah. I guess it Death failed. Store. The I'm... daughter was bitten, and they said, don't worry, the lemur was vaccinated. <laughs> and then I guess they found some holes in that story and in good conscience called the family wow. and said it's unvaccinated. So this was Jessica Beale's lemur? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is she the anti-vaxxer? Did I get that right? Is she? Yeah, I believe Maybe. she is. Thank you. My pop culture Beale. references are not as strong as they once were. I took a wild swing at that one to modest results. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining right now uh, uh, Ross Dress for Less with nothing on the shelves, just industrial carpeting and bare shelves, a lemur enclosure in the corner, and maybe like an orca hanging from the ceiling with a, with a guy hosing it down with a garden hose. <laughs> it's just, it's just, oh boy. There's, it's, it's also a little bit like a Margaritaville because there is... <laughs> A wooden statue of a pirate. <laughs> oh yeah! Holy shit! When we went to it, there was a there was an Elsa and Anna from Frozen doing face paint. What the fuck, guys? What's your thing? It just seems like they're throwing stuff to the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, fish, and they do tricks. It's yeah. Wow. Are yeah. there like native fish of? Central Texas or wherever we are right now? Like, is it just like a, a catfish in a smallmouth bass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they take turns eating each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a nightmare. You gotta check it out. Yeah. Are the penguins just roaming around the parking lot? <laughs> I don't think they could get... I th- it seems to me like they had penguins for such a short amount of time that they just didn't bother telling they anybody. Do, you know what? They do have a bird enclosure, though, that you can walk in. And it's just another not-wet animal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Their gift shop, though, enormous. Out of control. Yeah. Enormous. Oh, yeah? Incredible. And you can get chainmail gloves for when you go into the <laughs> lemur zone. <laughs> and like Margaritaville, great nachos. Yes. <laughs> I, I went to a birthday party in Los Angeles, and um, something that is very different from my childhood, I don't know about your childhoods, but birthday parties in Los Angeles that I go to always have some weird entertainment going on, like someone dressed up as Elsa or whatever. Uh, And at this one, there was a person who brought out a series of animals that was, like, so extensive, I started to feel uncomfortable. Like, you think they're just going to bring out, like, a bunny and a guinea pig and maybe a pygmy goat and call it a day. But there was, like, two different kinds of monkey, like an iguana, like a few kinds of tortoises and shit. And I was really getting overwhelmed by the whole thing because I was having, uh, you know, class warfare feelings. And I, I said to the dad of the family that was hosting the thing, I was like, what, how, where did they get all these animals? And yeah, there's these people. We went to a birthday party and they brought all these animals. We thought it was pretty cool. So we decided we'd bring them for, for Elsa's birthday party. And I was like, what did this cost you? And he's like, 60 bucks. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? What is this business? Uh, <laughs> Will the animals do 
more stuff. It's okay <laughs> if you if you tip. What is the upsell here? <laughs> you you want to watch these monkeys fight? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you kids like Pokemon, right? <laughs> I feel like maybe it's a protection racket. Like, for 50 bucks, we'll bring the animals, and for $200, nothing bad will happen to this nice house we noticed you had. <laughs> <laughs> right. We won't have a Dunstan checks in situation. <laughs> sure hate for something to lay a bunch of eggs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I can't help but notice a $200 charge for Dunstan checking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I never went to, I had never had any animals at uh, I never had any animals at birthday parties, but I do remember uh, a birthday party where they had a guy dressed as Sergeant Slaughter. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I like to think about how impressed I was at the time. And I often wonder what was that man's life actually like? <laughs> it was probably so fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, how many people had he really killed? <laughs> right, well, he reached the rank of sergeant, so... Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wonder, too, if he did other wrestlers, you know? What's, oh. Oh. Hmm. I bet he did... Yeah, he probably do a decent Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know enough about wrestling to really keep going on this. <sighs> Honestly, that was all I had, too. <laughs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced... Biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic! Because it's the, the word words bi- for biography biology. and picture. You... Alright, that is enough. Ahoy, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the host of the newly rebooted podcast, formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week, I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately, we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday. Right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. A game we would like to play with you guys. And the game, because this is the Summer Boys of Summer Tour, 
this game is uh, it's an informative game for the audience. Uh, you know, when they're embarking upon their summer adventures. Yeah. Uh, if you know, you need two things. You need if, a, if you're going to be a true summer boy and have a summer adventure. You, you could have told me, by the way. I'm dressed like a real autumn boy over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Rachel is a spring lad. <laughs> Uh, we it's just, so you need a couple of things. You need a you need a beach read, a juicy beach read, and you need some tunes. So yeah, that's like a sweet why. summer jam. So sweet summer jam to strut your stuff. So this is a game we like to call erotic novel, grindcore song, or some shit we made up. <laughs> we will be giving you a list of three things. One of them is an erotic novel, most likely self-published on Amazon. Uh, the title of a grindcore song of course grindcore being an intense form of heavy metal music and some shit we made up is some shit we made up is there a a ranking somewhere of the heavy metal like levels of difficulty as they I feel like there's nine different types of there is a ranking and yes it does exist in the head of flophouse host Stuart (laughs) Well okay Uh, if you are a metal fan in the audience this game will make you mad (laughs) <laughs> so just We've learned that through experience. So <laughs> just five guys with giant beards just preemptively stood up and left. <laughs> and uh, the baby, and weirdly. the baby, yeah. yeah. Baby loves what power violence. Yeah. The baby's a big power violence fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone just <laughs> did a too too big applause for just saying a genre. <laughs> uh, thank you, sir. Uh, so yeah, so this is erotic novel, grindcore song, or some shit we made up. We'll give you a list of three things. Uh, each thing is one of those. You'll have to uh, you'll have to uh, identify them all, and you get one lifeline. You get one pull the audience. So uh, use it wisely. Uh, Rachel, let's start with you. Your first thing. Come for Bigfoot. <laughs> we know this one, honey. <laughs> Yeah, let's just do this newlywed game. Stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say grind. Oh, hold on, right, hold on. We're, We're gonna give you all three so that you can. We'll give you, yeah, so yeah. you can think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shredded by Sasquatch. <laughs> the Yeti's Yoni, an anthology of horny tales. One of these is an erotic Do you think novel? the writer of whichever one of those is a book dreamed that one day it would be projected on a big stage <laughs> like this? And they're here tonight! Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, David Mamet. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, you know what a yoni is? It's like yes. a magical pussy energy. Yes. Of course, of course I do. Baby, do you know what that is? I'm getting a yes from the baby. Uh, talk it out, Rachel. How are you feeling? Uh, all right. So I am thinking... I am thinking that Come for Bigfoot is the uh, erotica and that Shredded by Sasquatch is the grindcore and Yeti's Yoni is made up. Sure about that? Yes. Three out of three. You are exactly right. 
Shredded by Sasquatch, of course, is by the band Phalloplasty. And Come for Bigfoot is by the great Virginia Wade. Oh, my God. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to say your pen name out loud. (laughs) I heard from the great Virginia Wood, and I thought for sure you were going to say Ulf. (laughs) Well, now we know why people are afraid of her. You know, Jordan, Come for Bigfoot was featured in the October 2012 issue of Penthouse Magazine. Oh, yeah, this is from the back of the book. On a week-long outing in Mount Hood National Forest, what begins as a flirty, fun-filled trip soon turns into the erotic adventure of a lifetime and an inconceivable love story between a young woman and her horny Sasquatch. I thought, I thought for sure that the Bigfoot was a fertility specialist in this book and just needed a <laughs> specimen. <laughs> You've been in there a long time. <laughs> Come is, for Bigfoot. Is Bigfoot's erotica not sufficient for you to finish the job? Come for Bigfoot. <laughs> You can't afford IVF. Should have just adopted. (laughs) You want some Loch Ness Monster shit? (laughs) You know, what should have been my clue there is I don't think fertility doctors say the word cum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, get it in my cup. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're classier than that. They're like, I understand the emotional journey that you must have been through trying to conceive. I can tell that you love each other very much. Um, Jizz on my hands. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, we can just go ahead and start the process as soon as you blast. Uh, Griffin, this one's for you. You're down three to nothing. Yeah, it'll stay that way. Your choices are Violated by Monsters, The Sharkman Tank. Hold on, a guy is here with Whataburger. (laughs) Please don't murder us. Please don't murder us. Please don't murder us. Please don't murder us. Yes. Thank you very much, sir. Who's submissive are you? Mine now, motherfucker! (laughs) Wow, these are giant shakes! (laughs) And the guy in the front is making the see I told you face. (laughs) I I believe you. Oh, they're only 36 ounces. Well, fuck this. That's only. Yeah, I really, I really get off on the third pound of milkshakes. So. You know, <laughs> if we had some of that Bigfoot come, we could get up to 42. That's right. So the it's the, st- the Whataburger's secret ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> so guy who brought these, get back out there and jack off a Bigfoot. <laughs> you might want to start in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Uh, so Griffin, getting back to the serious stuff. Yeah. Violated by monsters, colon, the Sharkman tank. Goat blood panspermia. And President Sex King. One of these is a self-published erotic novel. One of these is a grindcore song. One is some shit we made up. Talk it through for us, Griffin. Oh, man. I mean, it's all guesses, friends, because I don't know any of them. And y'all are good at making up horny jokes with your filthy minds and your South Park humor. I'm going to say number one has to be in a series of books like Animorphs. (laughs) 
Honestly, your logic is not bad here. <laughs> the, intro being, the name of the series is uh, Violated by Monsters, and then the after the, the postscript there is the location where the act took place. Uh, this... Oh, this is actually an uh, Austin-based craft beer. <laughs> uh, hoppy. It's very hoppy. Goat's blood panspermia is two on the nose, even for metal, so I'm going to say you made that one up, and President Sex King is a metal song. One out of three. <laughs> one out of three for Griffin. Uh, the real song is Goat Blood Panspermia. <laughs> and of course, you guys can all say it with me. It's by Sadomator. <laughs> this milkshake is good as fuck, by the way. Yeah, this is really intense. Maybe my eyes cross with tastiness. <laughs> Uh, and, of course, the real book is Violated by Monsters, colon, The Shark Man Tank. Uh, from the, are, there, are there more Violated by Monsters books in the quiz, or can I go ahead and Google that entire franchise? <laughs> is she holding uh, pearls or a phone cord? What yeah, are the, I mean, I think, I think the, the thing that the folks at home are not getting, that the people here are, is that um, there are a lot of unfortunate stock photo models out there. <laughs> who have been placed upon the covers of these books. Oh my God, there's so many Violated by Monsters books. <laughs> what are some other titles? Well, there's Violated by Monsters, The Creature Club. Violated by Monsters, The Raptor River. That's a weird place for raptors to do that. Violated by Monsters... You know, that's actually an exhibit at the Austin Aquarium. <laughs> Violated by Monsters, The Bigfoot Clan... Yikes, that's a rough night. Violated by Monsters, the Banshee Band. Hey. <laughs> Someone clearly got this picture by going on to freestockphotos.com and Googling clutching her pearls. <laughs> here's, here's a yeah. description from the back of the book. After falling into an aquarium, Lin- <laughs> Lindy finds a very different kind of pearl necklace, and the only way out is through a thrilling Sharkman gangbang. As opposed to, you know, your run-of-the-mill shark man gangbang. <laughs> Just a boring a... Tuesday night shark so man gangbang. how long yes. are these books? Because is part of the beginning just them in the car on the way to the aquarium? Yeah. And then it's paying for entry into the aquarium. And then it's falling into the tank and getting ravaged. Do you mind if I change the radio station, she said to her Lyft driver? <laughs> By the way, I hope I don't get involved in a Sharkman gangbang. It's foreshadowing. That's just yeah. good writing. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, this one's for you. Okay. The Horny Werewolf. Masochistic Monster Mama. Don't Neglect Dracula's Balls. You have your lifeline? Yes, I like it when you do that. <laughs> my darling, stimulate my prostate. <laughs> That's Milk a book read. written by Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Under the pen name David Mamet, yes. Uh, I'm going to say... That masochistic monster mama is the erotica 
and the horny werewolf is the grindcore, and then Dracula's balls is what you made up. Sure about that? Yes. Zero out of three. Oh. No, we made up Dracula's balls. One out of three. Oh, one out of three. Sorry, 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 sorry. By the way, this is uh, Dracula, uh, the pen name for uh, David Mamet. Yeah. Uh, it goes like this. Coffee is for closers. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee is for those who don't neglect my balls. Uh, is it fake if I wrote it in the hotel room on the way over? I'm going to cast William H. Macy and my wife, Rebecca Pigeon, who's not in anything else. Ah, 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 ah. Some deep David Mamet yeah. cuts over Jesse, here. Get him. Yeah. I'm disappointed by the critical reception of my new play on Broadway. <laughs> Let's not keep doing this. <laughs> no, I think this is our new breakout character, no. Dracula Mamet. Dracula. Oh, I meant, I meant the show. <laughs> I met the whole show. I'm best friends with comedian Jonathan Katz. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, of course, masochistic monster mama is by malignant germ infestation. And not the, that we had to tell you that. The horny werewolf is by Nikita King. Uh, See, I thought that was too on the nose. Yeah, she ran out of other horny monster book <laughs> ideas. Well, I mean, this is... You mentioned series, and this is actually, from the back of the book, we do know that this is a prequel, uh, because... <laughs> to the coming werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, right, he's horny in one book, and right. then the other book is just 500 pages of jizzing. <laughs> from the back of the book, fans of the horny Minotaur will get a glimpse... <laughs> We'll get a glimpse of Warwick before he meets his beloved Sarah and succumbs to her. So, if people were wondering what Warwick was like before he met Sarah, uh, this is the book for you. Can we address the horny werewolf themselves? Yeah, I think we should describe the book cover to the people uh, who are listening at home. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, the horny werewolf. um, It looks like something out of, like, the... like. 3.5 3.5 monster manual or something. Yeah, like that. he uh, he looks like he was like pulled from the cutscene of a PlayStation One game. <laughs> can I can I say something? You may. Uh, thought it'd be bigger. <laughs> uh, horny werewolf uh, does not. Um, it's not appear to have any genitalia. Although you know, who, who knows? Yeah, werewolves might keep it somewhere different. There, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Jesse, what's the score so far? What can we? What uh, can we? I don't know. How many points was that one? Uh, One. I got one. Okay. So uh, Rachel, you have four. Griffin, you have one. Griffin, uh, Griffin, this next one's for you. Jesse, you want to read those? Yes, I do. Uh, Here are your choices: Pixies tore me a new one. (laughs) Underwater bimbos from outer space. And oh, this is fun. Gagging on the Griffin. <laughs> probably it's Schlong. Yeah. Not for sure, but probably. Damn. Talk it out. Uh, I mean, the first one could also be referring to another rock band, which would be a right. weird autobiography, right? <laughs> yeah, they were just... really slow at it at first, and then it went and really fast, yeah. and then they slowed down. 
Uh, this shit. is an article right. we read on spin.com. <laughs> right. Uh, it's the sequel to Fucked by Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> I, I, oh, Jesus. Uh, this is the most stressed out I've ever been on the live You have show. your lifeline. You have your lifeline. Yeah, I'm going to use my... Well, yeah, I'll use my lifeline. Uh, do I just ask the answer to all three from well, the no, audience? Say, why don't you put, throw something out there that is a conjecture and see whether the audience agrees or disagrees? I think that gagging on the griffin is the book. No, no. Okay, that was useless. It was like asking people where they're yeah, from. Yeah, you guys just yelled out where you came here from. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say I heard one person very enthusiastically yell no, which makes me think they're in the band that wrote the song gagging. <laughs> And so it is for that one gut feeling alone that I'm going to say Gagging on the Griffin is the name of a metal song. And that... Oh, shit. I think Underwater Bimbos from Outer Space is the book because I don't think that's a joke that the two of you would write and deliver on a stage in front of people. (laughs) Although I'm waiting to be proven wrong. So you're saying that Pixies Tore Me a New One is... Made up by you. Okay, and Underwater Bimbos is... A book. And Gagging on the Griffin is... A metal song. Zero out of five. Fuck! Underwater Bimbos from Outer Space is by Every Time I Die. And Pixies Tore Me a New One is by J.K. Davis. Uh, a little uh, excerpt from the back of the book here. Can I, can I describe the picture? The picture is what you get when you go to freestockphotos.com and uh, enter the search phrase, Ooh, Pixies tore me a new one. <laughs> uh, from the back of the book. Uh, will Katie take her powers too far? Will her body be able to withstand the addiction? What happens when she learns how to conjure pixies with endless stamina, hard members that never go down, and an imagination of the weirdest, cutest creatures she can think of? Oh, they are the weirdest, cutest creatures I can think of with hard members that never go down. (laughs) Super Chunk, what are you doing here? big swing on that one. I think it paid off. Okay, that's zero points for Griffin. It's back to you, Rachel. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Your choices are Ravished by the Triceratops, Mammoth on Sloth, colon, Ice Age 69. Do these have to be published books if they're books? These are all on Amazon. Ah, okay. That answers that. Like Kindle only. Okay. These are all available for purchase by Madman. Uh, Mammothon Sloth, Ice Age 69, and... Shh, if you're quiet, I'll show you a dinosaur. Is that what the person at the toy store said? <laughs> <laughs> Their voice was more like... If you're quiet, I'll show Oh, that's show my you least favorite voice. <laughs> At first, uh, I thought you said mammoth on sloth, and I thought, <laughs> oh, here we go again. A lot of fun connections tonight. Uh, you guys still have your lifeline? Not that it helped Griffin at all, <laughs> but. 
I okay. I'll I'll use it. I'm trying to decide: is mammoth on sloth? Is that okay? Clap if you think it's the book. All right, now clap if you think it's the song. Okay. And clap if you hate fucking Houston. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to say Ravished by Triceratops is the erotica. Mammoth on Sloth is the song. And if you're quiet, I'll show you a dinosaur is what you made up. One out of three. One out of three for Rachel. The song is, shh, if you're quiet, I'll show you a dinosaur by the By Billy Joel? Holy shit. It's one of his story songs. Yeah, he's in character for it. Uh, And the book is Ravished by the Triceratops by Christy Sims. In... And this is saying something for this game. Perhaps the worst Photoshop job we've seen tonight. It's as though the Photoshop artist said, I don't think this subject matter is fucked up enough. (laughs) What if it appeared to be a juvenile triceratops? (laughs) Very small. Jordan, do you want to read a little selection yes, from, from the, this? Yes, from the back of the book. Um, Beleria chooses to hunt the most dangerous herbivore of the plains, the trihorn. Which, I don't mean to interrupt here, Jordan, sure. but you can tell that they did their research because the people who lived at the time of the dinosaurs called the triceratops trihorn. Yes. A lot triceratops of is a modern coinage. Yes. And also, also, they fucked them. <laughs> but only the littlins. Yes. Naked with no food, water, or provisions beyond her weapons, Beleria sets out, tracking the trihorn. She lays a cunning ambush, but it isn't cunning enough. <laughs> to so. avoid apparently being gently nibbled by it? All right, Griffin, you can come back here. Uh, you can come back here. You need, a, you need a big round, but I think you got it in you. There's our, here are your three choices. <clears throat> First one is, creamed in the butt by my handsome living corn. <laughs> Do you need me to repeat that? Actually, I don't. <laughs> Is that uh, burned on your memory forever? What makes corn handsome? (laughs) Is it the quality of the silk? Don't try and get hints. (laughs) Your second choice. Sure, I'd fuck a meatloaf. It's another Billy Joel track, if I'm not... (laughs) (laughs) And that one is actually autobiographical. Right, right. Gluing carpet to your genitals does not make you a cantaloupe. We can take that one out if it's too easy. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm just going to shoot from the hip. Do it. I think you made up... Sure, I'd fuck a meatloaf. I think the cantaloupe carpet one is a metal song. And A sounds so much like a fucking Chuck Tingle novel that it has to be an erotic novel. Are you sure about that? Yes. Three out of three. 
Gluing carpet to your genitals does not make you a cantaloupe, is by the locust. Uh, creamed in the butt by my handsome living corn. Bonus points for naming the author Chuck Tingle. Jordan, that means it's all tied up! Uh, and I just want to, I just, again, I want to read a little from the back of the book and just to talk a little bit about the image. Yeah, this is a nice, this is a yeah. nice, like a nice opportunity to right. share literature with America. My right. wife also just looked at me with a face I've never quite seen <laughs> her cast upon me. And I know you guys are all married people up here, just for, from a single person's perspective. It's just like, just always a little hard to see happy couples. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, why can't I have that? Anyway. Uh, here, from the back of the book. When Matthew Mikanime sets off on his yearly trip to the California Farming Convention, he expects to have a typical weekend of whining and dining with an assortment of living crops. Pause! A typical weekend of whining and dining. So far, so good. With an assortment of living crops. What are you guys doing this weekend? Oh, just, you know, the huge whining and dining with an assortment of living crops. It sounds like a horny VeggieTales a little bit. <laughs> you mean VeggieTales? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. VeggieTales is horny. Uh, what he doesn't expect is that one of these handsome agricultural staples would capture his heart. Enter Liplon, the handsome living corn who sweeps Matthew off his feet in a night of hardcore anal plowing he will never forget. There's a bonus question. You guys are tied up. I'm going to let you guys both take a guess at this, and we'll see who comes out on top. This is for all the marbles, and this is a real and important game. Your choices are the incorporal becomes corporal through the suffering of the innocent... The planet that once used to absorb flesh in order to achieve divinity and immortality, open parentheses, suffocated to the flesh that it desired, ellipses, close parentheses. And does God ever speak through cats? Talk it Three out. choices. Talk it out. This is for your marriage, folks. <laughs> we will be stealing your child later if you don't get this right. <sighs> how I mean, how should we go about this? Because I for sure know all three. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, gosh, my instinct is to collaborate with you, isn't it? I know. Mm. I wish they would let us play together. <laughs> you know what? You guys can play together on this one. Yeah. Play together. Talk it through. You guys are like a real life version of that buff stock photo model and that fuckable corn. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us is the corn? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to guess. <laughs> extra, extra bonus point if you can guess who I think is corn. <laughs> I think that B is the most pretentious metal song name I've ever... It's like if Sufjan Stevens wrote metal music, <laughs> he would name a song. Really right, good. yeah. All of those metal songs are about the state of Maine for some reason. I also think the statistical possibility of somebody having not written a book called Does God Speak Through Cats is near zero. <laughs> You're just playing the numbers on this one. <laughs> what do you think, Rachel? Does that sound right to you? Well, I always have difficulty with the, the song versus 
the book. It's amazing how similar they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think to to differentiate myself from Griffin, I will say that the planet that once used to absorb flesh is the name of the book. But probably you're going to go with Griffin's answer, right? Uh, I mean, he is talented, uh, and he did just get three out of three, so he's kind of on a hot streak. Well, that's just because I knew who Chuck Tinkle was. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of a cold streak by other definitions. (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay, I'll say Does God Ever Speak Through Cats is the book. Uh, And then, yeah, I'll agree with Griffin on the song. Three out of three for both of you! Love is preserved! The real song is the planet that once used to absorb flesh in order to achieve divinity and immortality suffocated to the flesh that it desired, which is by Demolich. We played this game with Stuart Wellington from the Flophouse, and he's like, yeah, I've seen them twice. I think it was a night. I think he went to an early show and a late show. Yeah. I like that these guys have an early show. That's kind of funny. Yeah. For parents who want to see that. Uh, And the real book is Does God Ever Speak Through Cats by David Evans. Um, we should explain That got a louder here, groan than the porn. <laughs> uh, we should explain here that when we say this is an erotic novel, it is a nonfiction book, and it's what we find erotic. <laughs> so we're being very vulnerable up here yeah. tonight. And, and therefore very brave. Yeah, we're also super horned up. Mm-hmm. And therefore very brave. Been on the road a long yeah. time. <laughs> Five days on the road is long enough to make your mind yeah. uh, start wanting. <laughs> we got, uh, we got nothing on. but our cats and the big man upstairs, JC. I've, I've, been on the line. I've been on the road a long time, baby. You got any feline profits for me? <laughs> uh, hey, how about a hand for Griffin and Rachel, who did a true love? A great job with that bad game. Jordan, uh, yes, we, we a have a things. listener. A couple things to address. We have a listener who's visiting all the way from Japan to come to this show. Was it worth that- it? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sweet. Low expectations. Uh, and that listener was kind enough to bring... Well, for one thing, they brought us these Apple Kit Kat bars, which I think I'm pretty excited about. Uh, you, can, you can have one of these uh, while supplies last out at the merch table after the show. Uh, they also brought us these two face masks. Uh, these are the kind that you use to purify your face, uh, like a cleaning face mask. One is Pokemon. That's Pikachu. Pika, Pika. Oh, spot on. That checks out. (laughs) And this one is a duck who lives on the moon. And wears a Santa hat. Uh, Jordan, we're going to do momentous occasions in just a minute, but uh, which one of these would you like to put on your face? Boy, give me Santa duck. Okay, I'm going to do Pika Pika. You guys fill while we do this. Oh, yeah. So we have, uh, so there's a couple things uh, before we get to momentous occasions, uh, which will be provided by you, the audience. It's so wet. Yeah. What a wet package. Um... We have some stuff for sale at the merch table. We will be... Oh, this is going to be so choice. This is, like, nasty. Oh, dude, when that gets on your big old beard, that's going to be so tight. (laughs) 
Oh, man, I didn't know we were going to get Griffin totally horned up. (laughs) Oh, God. That went through the mask. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So, some people just rushed out to write an Amazon self-published novel. Oh, this is weird. This is somebody's very specific fetish. Pika, pika. I'm Penguin Santa? I don't know what he says. Um, so what do we I ha- do with my hands now? <laughs> Will someone chop them off for me? <laughs> <laughs> God, this sucks. <laughs> it's not bringing out the beauty in your skin? No! <laughs> wash it off with water! Wash Peaker, it off. Peaker! <laughs> it's a pro tip to wash it off with water. Oh. Right. Someone just yelled, wash it off with water. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. No, I'm going to... Wa- I mean, I have... 80 ounces of milkshake here. I could dump some of that on my face. Uh, But now we want to do momentous occasions. And uh, as an added bit of fun, uh, we will be deciding who tonight's top momentous occasion is. That person will receive perhaps the greatest Jordan Jesse Go honor there is. That's right. Because I don't want to take it home. They will get to keep the drug rug. Yeah. That's got eight cities worth of stank on it. And you can take it home if you really sell your momentous occasion. So That's certified game used, folks. Sure. Uh, is Jeffrey here? And then Morks. first. Jeffrey, you're first. Come up to the uh, Jeffrey microphone. Jeffrey with a J. And then J. Morks. Jeffrey, come on down. Yeah. Here comes Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey, what's your momentous occasion? Uh, Yeah, so my momentous occasion is, uh, as soon as I heard about this uh, tour a couple of months ago, I bought tickets online, and I thought it'd be a great idea to get physical tickets, because, you know, you can remember it better. And then I put them somewhere really important, and I couldn't find them like a week later. So I decided to come again anyway, buy more tickets today at the box office, just because I like you guys, so extra tickets. And, um, oh yeah, and then our Airbnb flooded, and we're coming from Houston, so we're just driving back tonight anyway, so. <laughs> wow. Holy shit, Jeffrey. I think Jeffrey just earned himself a palm tree. Brian, give Jeffrey a palm give tree. Give Jeffrey a palm tree. Woo! You can. Jeffrey! Uh, Mort. Mort, are you here? And then uh, Allison, I believe. Allison W. after that. Where's Mort at? Also, Jeffrey, technically... Probably hanging out with Bazooka Joe. Jeffrey, you denied two people all the great stuff we've done up here today with your double ticket buying. Shame on you. Yeah, because this theater is totally full. (laughs) (laughs) Packed to the rafters, just like all our shows. Uh, Mort and then Allison. Mort, are you here? Uh, Yeah, go up to the microphone there. Over here, Mort. uh, uh, Mort, what's your moment of occasion? I recently landed my dream job at an oddity shop, and I got to hold a human skull while we were dating it. It was very fun. Wait, you're dating a human skull? 
He's a very generous lover. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's been your dream to work in an oddity shop. Yeah, I worked at like a really shitty import shop for a while that liked to say it was an oddity shop, and then I quit that and found a better oddity shop. <laughs> was wow. the first one Pier 1? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that is the shittiest import shop. <laughs> right. Actually, the second one is Pier 1. They have human skulls there now. Wow. They have, human they're... skulls and really big spoons <laughs> at Pier 1. A lot of wicker. What are, what are the top oddities that they sell at the oddity, oddity shop? You, can, you know um, what? Go ahead and buzz market the oddity shop if you like it so much. What oddity shop do you work at, Mort? It's in Houston, so fuck you for saying Houston sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, not fuck me. Fuck them. (laughs) Uh, It's called the Wild Collection. It's uh, in the Heights, if anyone lives in Houston. (laughs) It's really expensive to live there. (laughs) Um, But I think some of the coolest oddities we have, we have an elephant skull. Um, Oh, wow. We've got... Two full human skeletons. One's for sale, one's for not. <laughs> What's the one not used for? <laughs> one's not for sale. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody has <laughs> a price. <laughs> My daddy says everything's negotiable. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of taxidermy. We've got like three lions. We've got two tigers. We've got oh my. just a lot of, yeah. We do have one bear that I didn't notice until I was like three weeks into working there and I just looked up one day. I'm like, oh, there's a whole ass bear. That's cool. <laughs> but Mort, everybody, go to him for all your oddities oh, needs. If you're in the market for oddities. Uh, so Allison? Mort, Mort. Mort. Take their garbage. <laughs> Throw that away for us. Come on up, uh, Allison. Allison, then Ronnie. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh. You can talk right into this thing. Get close to that. Get close to the microphone. You're good. Okay. Now, Sorry. Now get far away. Now jumping jacks. <laughs> Hi, Allison. Are you also from Houston? Uh, I lived there for a year, but I moved back to Dallas because Houston sucks. <laughs> there you go. Maybe we can start a riot to close this show. (laughs) Um, So my momentous occasion is that um, I've known some people over a Hunger Games writing site for at least nine years, and I finally got to meet them face-to-face. Now, what happens on a Hunger Games writing site? Well, I'm glad you asked. Thank you. (laughs) Writing? Yeah, it seems... (laughs) Hey, uh, about what? No, the, the Hunger Games, Griffin. So do you write, like, alternate Hunger Games stories, or...? Yes, it's in, like, an alternate universe where the, where the main character doesn't exist. So oh. we just have games over and over again, and we're in one right now. I'm in one right now. It's a weird thing to say in front of people. <laughs> when it's one of your secrets you've had for a very long time. Wait, actually, actually, I will say that I would guess half the audience is probably in a Quidditch match as we speak. <laughs> Do you ever write a version where like, the douchey jocks actually win? Well, we have like a dice system, so you don't know who's going to win. Oh, okay. It's, like, it's a little bit D&D-ish. Because when I saw the movie and the douchey jocks lost, I was like, if they can't win this... What are they even doing? Fucking rigged. <laughs> Do you think I'm supposed to wash this stuff off my face? Use water to wash the face. Use the water to wash the face. Use the water to wash the face. 
Uh, so you guys, you, so you met for the first time. You've yeah. been hold hunger, on a second, you've Jordan. been hunger gamesing. Jordan, can you yeah. Hold on for a second. <laughs> just a steel town girl on a Saturday night. <laughs> uh, just for the folks at home, Jesse used water to wash his face. She used water to wash his face. Uh, and and so you met IRL. Yeah. And do you think you'll be friends for life? Totally. Absolutely. That didn't I'm sound that. No, what's, no, no, no. What's the nastiest shit that's ever gone down in the alternate Hunger Games? Someone ate their own hand. Oh, fuck! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Allison, everybody. Allison, I think that's worth a palm tree. Go take a palm tree. Uh, we're going to do Ronnie, and then we're going to end in with Richard. And then, so Richard, uh, Ronnie, get up here, and then uh, Richard, you'll be our final momentous occasion of the tour. Jordan, that's Ronnie DeVries. He's been on Jordan Jesse Go before. Wow. <laughs> Are you Chris Fairbanks? <laughs> <laughs> He's one Chris Fairbanks standing on the shoulders of another Chris Fairbanks. <laughs> uh, Ronnie, tell, tell us about your momentous occasion. So uh, I just got a, uh, a sink for my van. You got what are you going to wash in that sink there, buddy? You just got a sink from a van? No, for my van. Oh, for, for your my van. conversion. Blatant pandering, Jesse. This is blatant pandering. Fuck. Do you guys know what I do for fun? I press one mile into the radius on Craigslist and then look at all the automotive listings and basically jack off to vans with sinks in them. <laughs> You guys want to know what I do for fun? I read. I vote. <laughs> Thank you. Slay, yes. You've been given a phone. Oh, shit. Check out fucking Ronnie's dope-ass van. Damn. It's really cool. You guys will have to take our word for it. It's a pretty dope van. So what do you plan on washing in this van sink? So I'm making it a camper van. By cool. the way, this is, uh, speaking of vans, our new road trip RV made the 1,000-mile trip just fine after being totaled by Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> this dude is like, yeah, whatever the fuck, you hurricane. <laughs> like, I know a little something about, yeah, gee whiz. Can I have it? <laughs> the van? If you come to Houston, you can borrow it or something. Where what, do you put what the do you sink? Think? I've heard that Houston oh, sorry. sucks. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rachel, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I, I just I want to know where the sink goes. Uh, so I have a cabinet that goes in. It's like removable, so I can use it for work or put the cabinet and the sink all in when I'm traveling. And so. how does plumbing work? Uh, it just has a pressure tank. Like, you push it, and the sink goes through, and it just, it just drains right out. It's just gray water, so you would wash your hands. Sounds like a super soaker, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about a hand for Ronnie, everybody? Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, please come take one of these fanciful floral necklaces. And Richard, get up here. Richard, uh, final momentous occasion of the night, and then I will be reward- awarding the drug rug. Hi, Richard. How are you? Are uh, you here from uh, Dallas, Houston, <laughs> Austin? Or a fourth entry into our Battle Royale! I'm actually from here. Well, from Dallas originally, but live here. Awesome. So, what's better better here or Dallas? Uh, Ask me ten years ago here, and now I'm a little on the face. See? What I fucking tell you? Yeah. (laughs) What's better, Whataburger or Sonic? Whataburger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everyone looked at me like, no, duh, you fucking idiot. (laughs) 
They'll give you 32 ounces of frozen Hershey's syrup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your moment's occasion? Uh, I had two. Is it the shirt one? Uh, yes, this is, starts with, in Vancouver, my wife. That's both of them. But... And please, please, please do the voice. <laughs> you know what we want to hear. They're, we're talking about Dracula David Mann. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> that famous character. Mm, no. Uh, so, so my wife and I were traveling in Vancouver recently. My, my wife. There you go. Uh, it's too late. We're at a restaurant and a table across His wife, Rebecca us. Pigeon, and he works. <laughs> so at a table near us was somebody wearing a shirt, like jersey style, that said ass-eating season. But it was like A-S-S-E-A-T-N-S-Z-N, all abbreviated. But, and then giant number 69. So when was this? Like a week ago. So we're currently in ass-eating oh, yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys, you I hope need... you guys are prepped. Can I ask you guys a question? Because you live in Texas, we don't. Do we need to go to the Department of Fish and Game and get a license, or can we just go to town? And is it like Labor Day? When do I stop wearing white? <laughs> within within ass-eating season. Is that what they call summer? Because I think summer is arguably the worst season to eat ass. Yeah. Maybe in Vancouver it's a little more conducive. I don't know. That's why people move to Vancouver, right? Yeah. <laughs> just 365 days a year yeah. of ass-eating. A, a flood of millennials into Vancouver for avocado toast and analingus. Is that what eating ass is? Yeah. What'd you think it was? Never mind. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, folks, that's our show. Yeah. You get the drug rug. Ass eating season. That's it. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Richard, Richard McElroy. Richard McElroy. This is my friend Jordan Morris, the funniest guy in the world. I'm Jesse Thorne. Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Thanks to you guys for coming out. Thank you. Thanks to everybody in Austin. We love you so much. I'm gonna wash my face. I guess that's why they call it where I stay. Clean up the streets on my daughter. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.